10, 9, 8, eight 7, six, five, four, three, two, one. It's Spoiler Alert! Hi, folks. It's time for the New Year's episode of Spoiler Alert. And yes, we fully realized that the actual New Year's countdown was nine days ago. And this is what happens when you get sick on Boxing Day, then your kids get sick, then you get caught in a continuous loop of lost sleep, mucus, and unstable health. Mm. But better late than never, as we always say on Spoiler Alert. I've never said it, but I like it. <laughs> I, it's my constant motto. Well, there you go. And, of course, spoiler alert, once Curtis makes it to the front of the Snowpiercer train, he finds out that Wilford and Gilliam have been in contact for the entire time. How? Bum, bum, bum. I think it's just a phone, like in a box. Like, I think that's what it is. Okay, full I disclosure. Need... You've never know. seen Snowpiercer. Oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> don't know what you're talking about. Listeners, <laughs> welcome to Spoiler Alert oh, on 91.3 FM CJTR Regina Community Radio. That is the first time. My resolution is to say the name of the station. Just sometimes? Uh, just just, just when, when relevant, perhaps four times a show. That's a good resolution. I think I like so. it. Let's just do it. My resolution is 1080. That joke derailed as hard as the <laughs> snow piercing. I liked it, though. I liked yeah, watching you flounder. <laughs> <laughs> My resolution is there. to be more cutthroat. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's great. That's great for us. Uh, my name's Jeremy, and I'm here in the booth with my co-host, Sean and Sonia. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey, Jer. We're so glad that you're alive. I'm alive. So glad that you have made and it to I'm the new year. Popping halls and drinking water to give you listeners a smooth and silky experience. Oh, I was going to say, I'm, I'm getting a, quite a silky silky tone in the headphones here today. <laughs> well, maybe I'll turn down the silk on the board. Turn, down oh, the, turn up the silk. <laughs> There's a silk knob on there? <laughs> You didn't know about it? <laughs> Silk knob is not great. I love, love it. <laughs> well, uh, before this turns into a Herbal Essences commercial, uh, today we are, of course, talking about New Year's movies. Yeah. Uh, there are, I'm going to say, roughly 25 to 38 of these movies. I feel that that and is... Some of, some of those are like they've mentioned the word New yeah. Year's yeah. in the movie. In a like, sentence. Like, yeah. if someone says, I got sick on New Year's, and it happens to be October in the movie... Then it counts. Chalk it up. Wow. Yeah. Then it wow, gets. Wow, wow. That's a, a hard one. Hard one on the on the New Year's count movie count. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. So let's get this thing started, guys. What's your favorite New Year's movie? This is a trick question because I've watched a couple New Year's movies this week or this last couple of weeks, and mm-hmm. none of them are great. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's ones that I like. Again, if New Year's was mentioned, it I included counts. it. Yes. We we might have the same one, Jeremy. Oh, for real? Okay. Well, let's do Sean first. Okay. Great. Um, well, I, this is not, I liked this better of the two that I watched this week. <laughs> that counts. <laughs> and this is, uh, 200 cigarettes. Oh, yeah. I wanted to watch it. Couldn't find it. Love it. Um, yeah, you gotta dredge the streaming lines. Wait, I mean, I pay for everything. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think everyone should know that. Google Play. Um, it's about New Year's Eve on oh, 1981. Really? Oh. In 1981. But it was actually made in 1999, uh, just in case you're confused. That is confusing. <laughs> um, Martha Plimpton hosts a party. It's like a, it's a sort of an ensemble cast. Everyone's stories weaving together, as you do, Love Actually style. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple different groups. Dave Chappelle plays a disco cabbie uh, that uh, gives everyone life advice. Um, Kate Hudson is a bizarre, clumsy virgin type <laughs> i don't even know Sorry. what the deal is 
<laughs> she just is, um, she continuously injures people. Yeah. <laughs> continuously. I was like, is that me? Is that, is that my type? <laughs> yeah, that's your type. It certainly could be. Bizarre uh, clumsy virgin. Courtney Love is in this. Yes, right. She is. Um, I actually liked her. She, I don't see her act that often. Um, last I saw her was in Empire as a, a faded disco queen. She was in Empire. <laughs> she was in for I. She was in for like one or two episodes. Oh my word! Yeah, um, her and Paul Rudd are two friends that are um, trying to have sex for some reason and keep with it, each other. Yeah, but trying to keep it. They're like we didn't. We won't have any feelings come between us. But then Paul Rudd's Janine Garofalo ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. catches them. And oh, I love her. Tricky. In the bathroom stall, if yeah. I recall correctly. Uh-oh. Um And it's actually, all of those are pretty bad pairings, even with these, this cast. <laughs> yeah. But the the two that I like the most is um, Val and Sophie, uh, or Stephanie, played by Christina Ritchie and Gabby Hoffman. And they're two New Jersey teens who come to the city to go to their one of their cousin's New Year's party and then get immediately lost and are get wind up in a punk club and are just lost in the seedy part of New York and it's they're very very funny. Her <laughs> accent is ridiculous. Her accents are so good. So crazy. I'm gonna need to hear a sample please. Oh, Sean's I, got this. It was just like <laughs> it's just like Stephanie. Oh, no, I can't even do it. It's Is it like a Michelle Visage? It's like major Jersey, but like over times a hundred. Yeah, over the top yeah. Jersey. Hmm. Um, yeah, the Jersey Twins were the best part. Elvis Costello makes a cameo. Oh, I, was he just in every '90s movie? I think so. Yeah, especially he, if it was about the '80s. Yeah, <laughs> he pops in for a moment. Um, oh, and then there's a disturbing scene where Martha Plimpton finds his glasses that he left behind, and she just puts them in her mouth because she likes Elvis Costello. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy really looks so happy about that. Right it's so, it's so Jeremy funny. agrees that that's so the best way to get close to someone. I mean, I don't like, like, what would you do? Like, what? Well, honestly, what would, you wouldn't put them on. That'd be insane. No, I would I put know, them on instantly. I, I think I, I play is not for me. I, play. You know? <laughs> I don't want. You don't like little. Um, what are they called? A, butterfly kisses. No, I don't want it. There, my there mouth are or. only so many human reactions that are really over the line. So, for example, I think vomiting. Like, if if you vomited something, it was a big deal. You, there's no yeah. greater expression than a human vomiting. I don't know. Wow. I think about it. Right? Like, you see, there's the pretty person that you're super into, and you immediately vomit. What, about, what what other what else could you have done? What about pooping I your pants? <laughs> I feel like you have more control over that than you uh, do. Okay, do you, clearly you've never pooped your pants. I'm, yeah, I'm an amazing vomiter. <laughs> I, I can choose when and where you to cannot. deposit. Are I you can, serious? I'm really good at it. What? Like I've, how big of a window do you have? I've, I've um, oh, I I know at least ten to fifteen. <gasps> I can time it. I also basically was born and vomited the first thing I did. In the world. <laughs> I've been doing it forever. I just realized also that I often say that this is a dinner hour program. Yeah, I'm really yeah. sorry to anyone who's currently eating like lasagna yeah, <laughs> or like a. Of- don't, Casserole. Don't, don't name the food by just, just like or, a combo uh, or something. <laughs> or worst of all, perhaps some kind of creamy soup. Oh, oh okay. split pea. Oof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chowder. Ooh. Anyway, Chowder what's your guys' favorite <laughs> film? That Is it the same? Is it the one that I've listed? On yeah, I, that's. Uh, it's it's really not about New Year's, but it's a very fun New Year's scene. Yes, and 
New Year's is sort of the ca- the timeline of the. It's the yeah. catalyst of the whole. Yeah. That is, of course, Dan Aykroyd's and Eddie Murphy's Trading Places. That would be so inappropriate if uh, you just said Dan so- Aykroyd. <laughs> Why? Because no, just like, sorry, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Murphy. <laughs> Did I just have a stroke on air? That's, uh, what's I'm wrong? okay, everyone. Eddie I, Murphy. I listed by alphabetical. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> they play. Eddie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Aykroyd plays a wealthy businessman on Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy, the foil to him, the, uh, the down p- and out. The popper from The Prince and the Popper, yeah, if, yeah, you will. if you will. The popper. Yeah, he pops. <laughs> he um, keeps it popping. He does. And then uh, two elderly gentlemen in a thing that I suppose they always do, make a wager about if they can switch their lives. So sinister. What people always make what wager. What was the exact wager that... that uh, if... Uh, Oh, no. Did he, have, did he have to spend a certain amount of money? No, that was Brewster's Millions. Oh, yeah. They're almost the exact same cast. But <laughs> yeah, like, really? Yeah. Um, what is the wager? They have to do something. They have to get somewhere. It's that he can lose everything and then... Oh, yes. That they can bring the other guy up and they won't be able is to switch a, back or something. Is it a... Listeners, chime fair, in. Is, there, is it a My Fair Lady situation where they have to pass him off as... No, I don't think so. But they... Uh, <laughs> Why? Uh, I, I like that we're like, this is our favorite New Year's movie. But now, what's, the plot? what's the plot? <laughs> but it was very little about it because they just bet a dollar. It's one brother betting a dollar to the other yeah. that they could make this happen. And uh, the in the end, the two team up after they're both sort yeah. of at their worst and then get their revenge on these two gentlemen by buying shares of concentrated frozen orange juice. Yeah. Oh, and then they, they don't they reveal that the, the rich old guys are insider trading? Yes, absolutely. Oh, that's yeah. how they got Martha. That's how they got these guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, they got they got them. Yeah, but uh, yeah, no, it's just this great movie. So and many plot points. Jamie Lee Curtis plays oh. the stripper with the heart of gold. Oh no, Lady of the Night with the heart of gold. Yes, I yes. believe you're correct. Yeah. A sex worker. If we're gonna go there, sure. But I, her heart I was is trying to use still the Oh yes, oh, yeah. and she does a really excellent bit of Durndal humor. Yeah, oh, <laughs> Durndal humor. <laughs> she's like Helga or something and she's doing real good and then Eddie Murphy pretends to be from Africa because that was the thing he did a lot yeah he did it pretty that decade just just when uh, when when useful anyway there's a wonderful scene of a New Year's Eve party on On a moving train train. it's a costume party Snowpiercer Jim Belushi's there and there's a gorilla mix him up yeah he's where <laughs> There's a real gorilla and a person in a gorilla suit. It's great. It's, it's, it's everything really great. You to oh, be. I should watch. You should see. Mm-hmm. Did we convince you? You've convinced me. Yeah. No, it's Slider. Favorite New Year's good. movie. Super good. Um, that scene sounds fun. There's also a scene in Roma that we watched this week, oh, right. as you probably listened to last week. But there's a great New Year's scene in that too. Oh. That is, um, it just is like a bunch of families, a very homey like. New Year's at home, Jesus Christ Superstar soundtrack on the record player, and um, and then like the downstairs all with the help like escape and then like hang out with each other and have their own private party, and then all of a sudden inexplicably there's a forest fire and a bunch of drunks and children have to try to put out a forest fire. Was it fireworks related? Probably. Yeah, I think. That was my perception, but then I was like, "Wait, is it actually to do with the political conflict?" I, and it I misread like it because nobody was seemed that worried about it. Well, that's what I thought was so interesting about that scene is like at first it was there was oh, a tense yeah. 
atmosphere and you're like, like oh, oh a fire yeah and then literally drunks and children are, are doing like, like pouring a, like tiny teaspoons of water on this fire what's that a called woman? when people pass a bucket yeah it's bucket like a brigade that's what it's called i think so yeah like a water chain, a chain. but everyone's just... so splashy splashy that it's yeah. like a cartoon when it gets to the end. there's like a, t- a yeah. teaspoon left and there's uh, an iconic woman in one of the scenes who is just like standing in the middle of the fire, still drinking her cocktail and just looking bored around. <laughs> and that's how I want to greet the new year as well. Guys, I have a question that wasn't on my original questions list. Uh-oh. And the answer to this question is is no for me. So it might be a resounding no from the group. Is there a movie that you watch every year at New Year's? No. No? There's no there's no holiday movie that you touch? Touch on? Touch on. Mm, maybe no, maybe we all need one of those. Maybe we all need to find one. Like a touchstone. Yeah. You know, like uh, like my brother and I watch at least a Die Hard mm. once once a holiday season. So My mom and I watch a, Love, actually. New Year's film out. We well, other one. than Trading Places, of course. Well, Maybe and, it should be Trading Places. And Gary Marshall tried his best. He did his best, but it, it didn't work. Oh, it, it did didn't not. work. Okay, I, guys. So what is it about New Year's that lends so well to movie tension? Because you can take any scene and you put it at New Year's and it gets a few notches, right? It takes an 8 to an 11 super hard. I'm thinking of Entrapment right now. Mm. Uh, now, I don't know if you guys recall the film Entrapment. I do, but I do but not you'll, remember. You'll recall the scene with Catherine Zeta. Uh, Sorry, Catherine who? Zeta Jones Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> I was using her first her name. Fu- we need the full title. I was using her first names. Catherine Zeta <laughs> Jones, Rodham Clinton <laughs> Douglas. Percival uh, Wolfric Dumbledore. <laughs> that's, of course, where she sort of navigates, in air quotes, the laser beam as Sean Connery watches. And I think that, <laughs> I think that was the first use of... Uh, navigates it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the first use of yoga pants in film, as far as I understand. <laughs> but, uh, Excuse you, it's a cat suit. Oh no, it's not. Oh no, it no, no, have no, a, certainly a boot not. Cut. No. It's. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember it. I bet you the guy who made those was like, "I'll make Lululemons from now on," and then he was a millionaire. However, the big thing of that movie is that they have to steal the thing right when New Year's happens because the people who run the computers are worried about the Y2K bug. Now, kids, oh. Y2K yeah. was a, <laughs> a Please thing explain that happened. because it will not make uh, any sense. So essentially, from what I understand, when they program things on these things called computers, mm-hmm. they used to put the year in as a two-digit number. Mm-hmm. Now... Apparently, it's some issue because either computers would have accepted the 99 to a 100, which would have added another digit to all the code and screwed everything up, or would have gone like to double zero or something. I'm yeah. not really sure what would have happened. It probably depends on who wrote it. There's, and how a, it there's a really interesting podcast, actually, mm-hmm. that had a limited run called Surviving Y2K. Yeah. Because this guy was like, does everyone remember that yes. this is a thing? <laughs> And a whole podcast? Like, like one episode of a podcast, or the no, whole it's thing? a whole, it's a, it's a nothing, ten episodes. Yeah, the, well, I guess it's limited. Well, he, run is good. Yeah, but it he, would just stuff would just break. Like things wouldn't crash; it the, would just break. People, no, people's fear. People were fully. Fresh. Oh yeah, was that everything would crumble? Yes. Like healthcare. Yeah. Oh, there's tons. Like All planes were to fall from the sky. Yeah. It was this whole thing. Um, famously, my cousin. Uh, at the stroke of midnight, shut all the lights off in the city hall as people were there for New Year's. <laughs> and it got quite the reaction. That is a really good prank. It was too big a prank. Was, was she fired? <laughs> um, it was uh, like a teen boy. Oh. <laughs> like 14. I like, think he said she. Did it, did it, like, did it break in? 
like what's the huh like how do you how does one do this well in a small town hall those lights oh, are just sitting right out it's just a switch it's just a switch oh, okay <laughs> i thought like and vagina city hall i was like how do you get in no not no oh, he no, lived no. upstairs that's <laughs> that's the answer anyway his cousin is a ghost uh, yeah. um Andrew, he is. It, oh, no. Just joking. No, he's oh, not. my God. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I said that, I was like, oh, please. Please, please be alive. Please be alive. <laughs> um, no, in Entrapment, it really did add, like, they get one shot. There's one 10-second window. This is it. This is their only one Ooh. moment. And it's still a heist. You still have to be precise. You still have to get all your body parts through those laser beams with precision. Were you distracted when Sean Connery muttered Auld Lang Syne as he ran through <laughs> yeah. the blazers? Yes. So the old acquaintance, he forgot. He forgot. <laughs> <laughs> of course I was. Why? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that was a good joke. That I have nothing productive to add to this week's episode. Oh. It's okay. It's okay. We... <laughs> Sign it at Reveal. I shouldn't watch a stitch of New Year's movies. But... I watched a lot of things, but... Oh, God. No, well, that... honestly, we'll get to it. Why we'll should you suffer? We'll, we'll get there. Well, and this is... So, to your point, Jeremy, mm-hmm. humans are obsessed with New Year's Eve. Yeah, it's true. It's, get, uh, it's absolutely true. Like, it's no different than any other day. It's completely arbitrary. Mm-hmm. But, but one more revolution around the sun. on New Year's Eve. And, uh, like, all of the films I watched, everyone was losing their marbles because they had mm-hmm. to get to a specific place... By that time, oh, or have a like. People are also very obsessed with the kiss yes. on New Year's mm-hmm. Eve, yeah. Which also doesn't really make a ton of sense because you can smooch all the time, no problem. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's major. It's major. I, like Harry Met Sally. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. When it, that is a nice backdrop, actually, for that moment. Mm-hmm. Nice but smooch. Yeah, that it's, is a nice. It it is hard. I I. I always wrestle with the sort of idea between Christmas is so easy to like mm-hmm. make a movie about so many Christmas movies, bad Christmas movies, Hallmark movies. We've talked about this to death. Mm-hmm. New Year's movies, there aren't a lot. It's a hard thing to sort of like really, you know, it'd be different if like the sun shot a laser beam at the earth indicating that it was the new year. <laughs> you know, it's like, here it comes. Like that, that does not happen or it happens 100% of the time. Yeah. Yeah. I so, see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. And we just don't notice. Yeah, it's just called day. Both of oh, the, light. <laughs> both of the movies I watched had a big ensemble cast, mm-hmm. multiple weaving storylines. And I think to deal with just like the fact that there's not a lot like even though there is timeliness and an urgency to New Year's, there's not a lot like else going on. Yeah. But human human beings relationship to New Year's is interesting. Mm-hmm. Like the deadline has been set, it must be met. Well, and, and everyone's a different human being. Yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot because I'm really, t- I'm exhausted by it. <laughs> I'm exhausted by this messaging that you're not good enough and you gotta change everything and then you're gonna do it for two months and then you're gonna fail and everyone laughs at we, you and they're mad liter- you're at the gym. We literally made resolutions 18 minutes ago. <laughs> I <know>. on- <laughs> but the, I, I don't, I, I don't like it. I don't do a resolution. I do sustainable change. <laughs> well, that's nice. And you know what, Sean? I support you. Is it New Is it tied Maybe to New I should Year's? be making resolutions. Hmm? Is it tied to New Year's or no? No. It's it's a convenient starting point, and yeah. I get that. Well, I, I think like it, a fresh start I think feeling. It, I think it's the idea that, like, oh, the rest of the world is doing this with me. Mm. You know, everyone is trying to turn over a new leaf, et cetera. Thing people say at New Year's, insert here. People just, I feel like people put so much pressure on themselves, you know? 
Yeah. So to everyone out there, chill out. Chill out. Just do your best. Yeah. Every you don't day. need to go to that kickboxing class right away. <laughs> if you your, want to, you should. This yeah. is your official spoiler alert. Chill out. Yeah. And do stuff when you think of it. It's yeah. your hall pass. When you feel it. <laughs> I'm giving you a hall pass. That's <laughs> permission <laughs> slip. Guys, uh, what is your favorite New Year's movie trope? Maybe the kiss. Yeah. Just because it's no, so. There's always the, like the quest for the kiss. The quest for right? the kiss yeah. with That's, that certain person. You know, it's always a it's always a big thing. Did you guys have a New Year's kiss this year? Uh, I did the on the first because I was asleep by 11 oh. p.m. because I was not feeling well. It was the kiss of sleep. The dark kiss of Jeremy. Jeremy and his pillow shared a, ooh, a moment. moment. That's yeah. Ooh. I don't remember it. And uh, well, yikes, Jeremy. Yeah, that's not consensual. I, it was okay. My pillow and I have an understanding. Okay. Yeah. You guys, I, I basically had my lips locked to. A karaoke microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Basically seven hours straight. Until my friend had to literally unplug the machine. <laughs> Your true love. Were you at an establishment or were you just I was, somewhere with a karaoke and, machine? Uh, and then about four in the morning, um, I was still singing on that thing. And everyone's coats were like piled up by the door. They really weren't ready for us to leave. <laughs> what, uh, what was your best song of the night? Oh, I had a lot of good ones. Mm -hmm. Did you do Shallow, but both parts? Um, I have done Shallow before, but I did not in this intimate space because okay. it's, it's quite a it was, They couldn't handle your it, was, it wasn't enough room? No. It's too, it was, people were too within. They couldn't do it. No. I was going to go for it. Okay, sorry, I derailed the question. What's your favorite New Year's movie trope? Yeah, I think that is probably... Well, honestly, what else? There's not too many. It's like... Trying to get somewhere for before mm -hmm. the time or chasing a kiss. Uh, I I also think there there is like the ensemble cast, which makes me think that these New Year's mm. movies are like. Does everyone want to do a little bit of work for a lot of money? Kay. Like, do you want to hear a crazy ensemble cast? This yeah. is from New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. uh, from 2011, directed by Gary Marshall. Oh my god! Amazing. Um, everyone, hold on. One sentence from Wikipedia is. <laughs> Robert De Niro is in the final stages of cancer and is only hanging on to see the New Year's Eve ball drop one last time. He's kept company by Nurse Halle Berry and Nurse Alyssa Milano after Dr. Carrie L. West believes he will not last much longer. <laughs> that is like one scene. That's, from one, the, that's one wedge of the pie. That's one wedge of the pie. It is completely like casting was like an avalanche. Mm -hmm. Like a, a star was crammed in every possible yeah. role. There's uh, there's a storyline with Ashton Kutcher and that one girl from Glee. Leah Michelle. And they're trapped in an elevator is for he, a, a lot of it. Is he in every one of these? Because he's also in Valentine's Day. Uh, not every one. I think just the two. But I could be What proud. about Mother's Day? Mother. I don't know. Um, Listeners, get back to us. Leah, Ashton Kutcher and Mother's Day. Leah Michelle uh, sings a duet with John Bon Jovi, but she's in an elevator and he's on stage, but they still sing. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. they still Her sing voice is that loud. Song. Yeah, she's That's quite impressive. a belter. <laughs> also, I want to talk she belting. is too young for him, so there's mm -hmm. that. For Ashton? Yeah. They made it work. I don't remember. Uh, he's got to Because 2011? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I she, feel like she was 20 max. I don't know. She might be old. I feel like she, she was 39 in the show. <laughs> so. She's not stalkered Channing. <laughs> she might have been pulling a stalker. I don't know, you guys. Um, uh, what, what's the storyline about, like, the girl putting on 
the whole drop the ball thing. Okay, so Hillary Swank. Here we go. Yep, oh, I've yeah. seen this movie. Yeah. Hillary Swank is the vice president of the Times Square's uh, like ball drop committee. Yeah. For some crazy title. You guys, I've seen this movie. You have? <laughs> it's, it's just had a flashback. <laughs> and she's really faced, she's under pressure because the ball is not dropping. Mm-hmm. It got stuck. And it's a national crisis. Yep. There's like a press conference. <laughs> she's keeping people up to date as to what the what's up with the ball. Like journalists are losing their marbles. She has to hire this like uh, Russian like <laughs> skills man, Gen- generic repair man. Yeah, to help. Bang with hammer to help get the get the ball back before before midnight. Ryan Seacrest is in it. He's given her some guff. How much do you think Ryan Seacrest made to be in that movie? I think he probably paid them fifty dollars. Oh no! But how could the, every single one of these people? He probably he, got a. He probably nice got he check. probably got a good amount of money, right? Because he loves probably, to do that, be in a movie for like seven minutes. That's his that's his jam. And also, does he yeah. actually like that or? I don't know. Oh, He's okay. done it a lot. Hillary yeah. Swank's friend is Officer Ludacris. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. Every single person is someone. Mm-hmm. Um, he's only in it for a moment. There's also a bizarre subplot where Michelle Pfeiffer mm. is like a frumpy like office lady. She almost gets hit by a car, and she doesn't get a raise or something, and so she decides to quit her job and gets Zac Efron, who's like an, uh, a delivery boy, and she just randomly says, if you help me com- complete everything on my list of like things that my bucket list mm-hmm. then you can have the list the tickets to this like great party oh yeah and her list of objectives is so dumb <laughs> it is one it's i want to save a life i want to walk all five boroughs of new york like the the, the lamest things i guess save a life but it's like he but really has also, to think outside. And then and you like, gotta find like, someone walk in all five boroughs what are you doing sunday like just go like <laughs> yeah. get on a train girl yeah come on michelle Sh- Sh- michelle's nuts and the great, the real gag of this one is mm-hmm. at the end they kiss. <laughs> oh yeah! I was very surprised at that. That's a real May December. It was a uh, yes. A real I'm, Easter New Year's Eve. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> yeah, it are was, we? I was into it. <laughs> when are we making Easter? The Gary Marshall remake. Oh, yeah. Do y'all remember We're, that? Oh man, we, we got to put some pen to paper very right. soon. Everyone, get ready. At, we should do that as a <laughs> show. For Easter, we should cast we and, have and plot out. Easter at Easter. Yeah. Yeah. Gary Marshall's Easter, as written by Spoiler Alert, coming to a radio near you. April 2019. Oh, we should do a, a, like a, yeah. Yeah. A, a, a play reading. <laughs> a dramatic reading. Yes. Also, we've literally had this conversation. Before. I know, but, I know, but we're doing okay. it. You sparked it again. Okay, mm-hmm. great. I'm you're, so you're glad. Sure. Let's, just, let's just do this right now. Okay, Google, remind me one week before <laughs> Easter to write a Spoiler Alert episode about Gary Marshall's Easter. I'm so afraid about Google what she's going to say. Google's Google's got it. Google's now they're listening. Me. Google didn't reply. I, well, I got my phone on silent because we're on the radio. Oh, okay, uh, guys, before oh, quickly so before the break, we have to talk about this thing that's happening okay. via the internet. Okay, it's a thing that's crazy. People are doing it. So people are calculating when ball drops in movies, so that you can watch a movie. For example, Iron Man Two. And when Tony Stark celebrates New Year's, you can celebrate along with him. You, you, you feel I do me? not follow. No, so, I, so, I do follow. Yeah, but. so so in 11 minutes and 32 seconds into Iron Man 2, mm-hmm. there's a New Year's Eve scene where the mm-hmm. ball drops and everyone's happy because it's New Year's. So if you start watching the movie 11 minutes oh, and 32 seconds early, 
you ring in the new year with your favorite celebrity. Anyway, people are doing nice. this. People are doing this with all sorts of films. Forrest Gump's on the list. Oh, anything yeah. with a New Year's scene. Liked, oh, that's a good that's New Year's scene. scene. Sad, well, not though. from uh, Lieutenant Diane. Yeah, but Lieutenant Diane. And isn't that? Or no, it's a different scene with Jen A. Jen A. Where no, she Jenny's. she tries to do something. Ooh. Oh, where she's oh, yeah. standing on the balcony. Yeah, is that new? Is where that the New Year's no. party? Okay, like, it's, just the, it's just the it's just the seventies. Yeah, just the seventies. What do you guys think of this? Are you going to do it? I don't know. That seems like a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> Celebrities should be uploading like like videos of themselves, like a yeah, uh, like a full hour. Mm-hmm. And then, <laughs> like they pre-record this hour of them, like the ball dropping. I'm celebrating, and then you can play it. At your party. Well, Netflix has now got on this, and at least for kids shows, because I have a child, there's this show called, there's this movie called Boss Baby, which has been turned into a show called um, Boss Baby Back in Business. Don't talk to me like I don't know about Boss Baby. That I, I, great. Know about Boss Baby I have, I have no idea. Business. I only know about Boss Baby because my baby knows about Boss it's Baby. It's great. Anyway, but they had a one minute thing that you're supposed to turn on a minute before the ball drops. And then you ring in the new year with the boss baby did you do and his it? friends. We did not. I was oh, asleep. Oh, you were asleep. <laughs> but did, did your child do it? No. There's she was it's midnight. What are you talking about? But is it there's I, tons can't of you these play things. It at like eight and your baby like celebrates she, yes. and oh, then she cute. goes to bed. She did watch them, yes. Yeah. But um That's cute. But uh there's tons of these things for all these shows where they have these little clips so you can with your favorite penguins from Madagascar do the countdown to to, to zero. Anytime. Man. Are they still on there? Sign up. I want to go watch the penguins from Madagascar. I just want to go see it. Everybody, go check it out. But I just want to. Are you just gonna sign? You're just gonna be like your bedtime counter. <laughs> I should do that every night I, before bed. Just I'm get really the penguins bad. doing. I'm bad at making myself go to bed, so maybe if I made it more of an event. Yeah, it's a countdown every night. It's on you. You're so. gonna get yourself all jacked up <laughs> and then go to bed. I don't think so. Oh my god, I'm so excited to go to bed. Anyway, uh, yeah, this is a thing people are doing, and I think it's notable and that we should have talked about it, but I think it's strange. It is strange. We'll see if there's more. Like, I would like to see Bill Murray's New Year's Eve, and you play it on Netflix, and it's just him, like, in a chair drinking scotch, and then he just says, Happy New Year, and then the credits And then roll. he blows, like, a noisemaker, and then the credits Yeah. Roll. That's it? Yeah. No jubilance to be had well, That whatsoever. sounds kind of sad. But it's Bill Murray. So it's his life. Yeah, it's dry. Yeah, it's fine. It's okay. dry. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dry, sparkling <laughs> Okay. It's, uh, it's what it is. Anyway, uh, I think that it is time that we took a break here on Spoiler Alert. Uh, we'll be back right after these brief messages on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. Hey, guys, do you, do you know what time it is? Well, thank uh, you for asking, Jimmy. It's 6.32. Oh, okay. 47 seconds. Well, it, that's strange because it also happens to be game time. Wow, 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 Oh, it's been so long. Oh, okay. Oh, it's been so long since you've done this. Oh, my it's word. It's been it's me just, oh, my. stumbling through. It really does just feel so nice to have the whole <laughs> gang back together. It does, it's, it's like riding a bike again. For those who don't know or if you're just tuning in, the game is where I spend literally four weeks Looking for <laughs> a movie really put in the work. about New Year's that these two have not seen. I tell them the title. They tell me what they think it's about. I tell them what it's actually about. We all have a good laugh, and then we move on with our day. Guys, this week's title is A Long Way Down. That title again, A Long Way Down. Oof. I believe this is a biopic about baby Jessica. <gasps> <laughs> Who's baby Jessica? She's the baby that fell down that well. 
and oh. captivated the country. <laughs> when did this happen? A long time ago. <laughs> Jessica's probably 30 plus. 79, 85? Yeah. 79 to 85? Yeah. Jessica just chilled down there, though. She... She was okay. She barely had a scratch. I just—I don't know why I was so shocked. I, I honestly, I don't understand why it's so hard to get people out of wells. The like, real show. You just don't have—you <laughs> <laughs> just don't have the right equipment. Why are you laughing, me? I don't know. All you need is a rope and a bucket. It's not, <laughs> Come on. That's not what I was expecting. You to say. Like, get a winch and let's do this. A winch. I mean, how deep is the well? Okay, exactly. That's the question. All you that? need is a dog and a rope. And you can get anyone out. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we interrupted your synopsis. Is there yes. more to it? Or um, well, the real shock of the is biopic it? is that it doesn't last a moment after the well. It's only <laughs> up until then. It's just her in the well. It's just her sort of. Well, no, it's before the well. It's oh. just like oh, her being fed well. and sleeping and crying, and then sl- then her adventure towards the well. I'm not sure how exactly that happened. <laughs> how old was she when she went? Like, like a baby? Oh, yeah, oh, like a, a couple, not that's too under real. one. That's too real. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Don't worry, there's no wells no. nearby. We live in the flatland. Um. Okay, along. Yep. Rory would just, Harrowing, sure. would just roll a couple feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's no wells And then you around. can still see her. Yeah, yeah. I still see her. <laughs> Sonia. Can I get the title again? The title of the film <laughs> is A Long Way Down. Okay, I just wanted to make There's sure. only one O in long. I'm just dragging it out. A Long, a long way, way Down. I think this film is about um, a young, spirited teen who decides that he's going to take a long adventure on a raft down the Mississippi mm. River. <laughs> oh, it's good that you said that because we were confused. I know. Yeah, we didn't know. I know. And, uh, you know, it's just like a kind of a windy, unexpected <laughs> like journey yes. of self mm-hmm. discovery. Um, maybe he makes friends with a riverboat driver. Is this a Huck Finn sitch? It might be. <laughs> it might be a loose adaptation. And, uh, you know, I think he just learns that in life it can be a long way down. From the top of your success, <laughs> I agree. To well, agree, you know the lows that life can take you to. Okay, uh, so I'd like to start off with the fact that I've not seen this movie, but wow. uh, it actually sounds pretty good, and I should probably watch it. Uh, so, a long way down is a 2014 British black comedy, and I do say black before I tell you what this is about. Uh, it stars Pierce Brosnan, Tony Collette. Imogen Poots. Imogen Poots. Thank you. (laughs) And Aaron Paul, of all people. Wow. Um, Anyway, basically, uh, at the start of the movie, it's New Year's Eve, and each of these four people have independently decided that they're going to jump off this building to kill themselves. Uh, they all meet up, and it's a very awkward meeting because that's a weird thing <laughs> uh, that happens. This is my spot. Anyway, they all agree to make a pact that they will all hold off until Valentine's Day because they've all just met, and they have formed some sort of weird family. And then uh, the whole of London hears about the story, and it gets publicized and everything, and it's just them dealing with it. It looks very fun. That sounds interesting. Yeah, and uh, it, it, it looks like, uh, you know, they each, like, Pierce Brosnan's very successful, but he got a divorce and lost his job. Long way down. Tony Collette is just lonely. 
Uh, <laughs> that's I, 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 that's, that feels reductive. I, I could be. Tony uh, Collette pops up in everything. I love her. Is she actually British? Because she's she's uh, Australian. She's well, she well she's using her accent anyway. I didn't know that. She, um, she's it looks got pretty training good. Head. Everyone should check it out. It's a long way down. Also, Guys, that title in yeah. in light of the subject matter. Uh, <laughs> that the game is of course brought to you by our friends at the RPL Film Theater, the best theater in town. <laughs> and. Uh, should we? We'll talk about some stuff at a later point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna steer the show. We're gonna we're gonna veer it. I'm gonna veer Hard the show. Left turn. Yeah, we're gonna say good night to the last year yeah. and this goodbye 2018. Hello 2019. This half is all 2019. Maybe. Golden Globes. Those globes. Those globes. Those globes. The so GGs. I have I have my last question here. I'm going to ask right at the beginning, mm. but uh, we're not talking about TV. No one cares, right? I kind of care. Okay, it might come up. I wasn't sure. I just mostly just because I'm like, what's the Kaminsky method? Didn't see that one coming. I know. I've, the Good Place oh, is a really good, good show. Good. Yeah. No, mm. Kaminsky. Kaminsky method is pretty good. Is it good? Yeah, it's good. Oh, it's on. It's on the flicks. Good. All right. All right. Okay. Anyway, maybe we'll watch it. But we're mainly going to focus on. The the, well, this stuff. is, uh, Jeremy, mm-hmm. listen, it's important that we adhere to the subject of the show. Oh, my God. Please. I don't understand why we're always trying to talk about someone, other kinds of media. Has, someone has made a resolution here on Spoiler Alert, <laughs> and I am into it. Okay. <laughs> so, what did you guys watch the Golden Globes? Nope. Forgot they were happening. I didn't watch, but I saw all the clips. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's the thing. That's what I like to do. I'll let other people curate the mm-hmm. clips for me. And what I discovered is that they... Um, Greatly uh, awarded both films that I have put off seeing and don't really want to see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, great. Now I have, maybe I have to watch Bohemian Rhapsody and The Green Book. Well, and two films that, like, have received a pretty fair amount of criticism. Mm-hmm. Both. Yeah, no, it's... Um, so, uh, I think, well, from what I could tell, the big one was Bohemian Rhapsody's win to A Star is Born's not win. Yes. Okay, this is what's a little shocking. So, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody wins drama, mm-hmm. and Green Book wins musical or comedy. It's interesting. And I thought that would uh, be mixed up. Yeah. Um, uh, well, the thing... Okay, so, are we talking about Green Book? We can. I yeah. decided to read some criticism today, because I was like, I haven't heard very much about this movie, and now I am an expert. <laughs> um, so, basically... There has been a lot of criticism about this movie since it it came out because, um, okay, so essentially it is about um, a black classical pianist. Pianist. Sorry, what'd you say? Okay. This, has, this one's gotten me before. You enunciated that perfectly, Sean. Pianist. Oh, my mistake. Who is doing a tour of the Deep South in, I think, the 40s, and he hires this, like, Italian immigrant street tough mm-hmm. but bar bouncer to be his driver slash bodyguard on this tour and the the it's like about them becoming friends and the family of this man it's based on a true mm-hmm. story and the family of the pianist has since come out and said um this isn't correct this isn't true the um they've contested a lot of the dynamics between them in the movie apparently um throughout it really depicts um 
him as being really ashamed of his blackness and that so they're really pushing back on that um and it's just really awkward because it was written and directed by a white guy and the only person who has apologized to the family or done anything is Mahershala Ali who plays the man himself one of the only black people associated with the film so um i wanted to read some some like actual criticism rather than just being like, oh, this is what people are talking about on the internet. So I found a couple really good articles by someone named Zeba Blay, who writes for um, the Huffington Post. And she basically described it as um, like one of those kind of broad dramedies from the like early 2000s, like 90s, early 2000s mm-hmm. that they made so many of and that were like very highly awarded. And basically her take is that it's just like, 20, it's a movie from 20 years ago. That's what I felt. I'm like, this sort of seems like a feel-good, like, uh, f- like, social film from, like, yeah, a different time. Yeah. Like, oh, time. look at this formerly racist white guy being friends with this fancy black man. Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, she so sort we, of talks about We've all seen how, Driving Miss Daisy. Exactly. Yes. Like, and, and, like, she references Crash and things like that. And she's like, these are the kinds of movies about race that get awarded. And it's especially stark in a year where a lot of really rich movies about racial dynamics were made. Like, If Beale Street Could Talk, Black Klansman, uh, Sorry to Bother You. You know, like, there are yeah. all these other films mm-hmm. that are actually telling these stories in richer and more interesting ways. And we're awarded the one that is like a being criticized for cannibalizing a black man's story um and misrepresenting it and b like has these really questionable racial politics and what makes it even worse in my mind is that the white director who has not apologized to the family and like keeps skirting around the criticism in his in his acceptance speech had this whole long message that he said through the music playing him off about how all we have to do is talk and to not judge people by their differences and look for what we have in common. And we have a lot in common. We all want the same thing. We want love. We want happiness. We all want to be treated equally. And that's not such a bad thing. And it's just like, okay, sorry, are you doing like anti-racism for grade one right now? Because that's not where we're at in the year 2018 when it comes to racial politics. And the answer is not actually that we all just need to chat. So... (laughs) I think it's very interesting and notable that any year where there's been a lot of talk about um, increasing the the increasing progression of diversity in movies, a movie about race that gets race wrong, and a movie about queerness that I would argue gets queerness wrong, are the two that won. But also, I feel like because um, I also looked this up because I was like, "What uh, is going on?" This is not really what I thought was going to happen, and. The Golden Globe voting numbers, mm-hmm. there's only 88 of them. And they're whereas foreign. for the Academy, <laughs> there are 8,000 voters. Exactly. So this is actually, like, not what's probably going to happen. It's not a finger on the pulse situation. No. It just is very interesting to me. Yeah. Um, are all of all of these are nominated for Best Picture? Not, not well. I don't in think in the nom- upcoming Oscars, yes. Oh. Have they been nominations? They, they started they, voting today. They No. Janu- yeah. yeah. I thought the nominations were released on the 22nd. Oh, I thought voting was today. Awesome. Maybe voting starts, but then voting. they were, they but announced then they the finalized. nominees on the 22nd, maybe. I think. Or maybe it's the voting for the, the nominees. Oh, perhaps. I think that's what it is, because it doesn't come out very far in advance okay. of the Oscars. Fair enough. Well, then we'll have to wait. But um, there's a lot to talk about. The Globes <laughs> predicting 
what will be nominated Always, for Oscars, yes. and I just don't think it's true. Oh, maybe I don't. Know. I would like to see a bit of a difference. There, I have seen a lot of the, the movies that you've mentioned. I've also not seen some of the I haven't seen ones in point. There are problems that come up against this always, and I always have issues with Oscars. So a good m- case in point is Black Klansman, which was a pretty decent movie. It was well acted. It should not win anything. Mm. It it wasn't that good. But that's what, and that's right. exactly what people are saying about Green Book. Yeah, like that. So, you know, Mahershala Ali is a mm-hmm. he, and he won for Best Actor. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's an incredible actor, apparently. Yeah. Or yeah, sorry, supporting. Which also is like, but the movie's about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so that's weird. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, uh, confirmation wave of the show. Nomination voted started on Monday. Mm. So. Yeah, and then the and then the the final nominees are mm-hmm. announced. I think on the twenty sure. second. Um. So it's like it's weird because it's like I don't want him to not win an award, and apparently his performance was quite good. Mm-hmm. But it's weird in the context of that movie, mm. and people a lot of people are like, I feel weird about this, which I think is interesting. Mm. Well, anyway, I I don't know that we'll have a definitive answer, but there mm. is a thing that I wanted to talk about with mm. *The Stars Born* compared to *Bohemian Rhapsody*. Tell me, did *The Stars Born* not win because it's a remake? It's it's a remake hmm. of a movie. They've had four shots at it. This is like it's just the sort of thing happening again. Bohemian Rhapsody is a new movie that is like it, is it though? It it isn't. It, yeah, like it's like, so paint by the numbers. Yes, but like when you uh, yeah, I know I what you mean though. And it's the whole question of is portrayal better than inventing someone new? Mm. And I don't know. I really, I'll ne- I don't think, anyone I think will ever know. Yeah, I think it's really, well, a lot of their choices were really interesting. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's part of it is like, well, at least 80, 88 folks had interesting <laughs> thoughts yeah. on these movies anyway. Um, but I do wonder what what bearing that has. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Sean? I saw that, what am I, so a film that I am excited to see that I didn't know, I, I, I don't know why, it was kind of on, I was sleeping on it a little bit. What, but Glenn Close won for yeah. her work in The Wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of forgot about that. And now I'm like, oh, maybe like the trailer was just like sort of Glenn looking very stoic and like mm-hmm. standing beside her husband. But uh, I feel like she could really bring some intensity. And now I'm like, maybe she has got a shot at getting a, an Oscar award. Mm-hmm. Well, she did play Cruella DeVille. Which oh, is thank you for that fact. Award. That's a helpful fact. And she <laughs> also played a pirate in Hook. Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah, just her that, best that was, I forgot about that. That was really the Oscar award. Yeah. God, she's great. She's great. Um, great. Back to the Golden Globes. Vice was snapped. Oh, right. Uh, with, snapped. The, with the exclusion of uh, he won C-Bale. the... Seabale. Yeah. Uh, and he did... I saw this movie on Saturday. He did an amazing job. We'll maybe talk about Vice in a little bit for what you're watching. But uh, that movie is... Very weird. There were some walkouts when we were there. Interesting. Really? Yes. Uh, the, the the story is just absolutely bonkers. If it's true, it, holy cow. Yeah. It's it's a lot of it has to be true, but like I've wow. been I've been like I kind of didn't want to go see it because I'm just like I don't want to think about this. That's it's too. It. Uh, it's too. I thought it would just be a normal biopic situation that is no. always just nominated. Well, we'll we'll get into it now. Yeah, I want to uh, hear Adam that. McKay has like completely taken over writing and directing this film he essentially talks to you the entire time like he literally like literally there is a narrator 
and there's there's hmm. he plays some tricks with it. He does a lot of very funny things, like there's a credit roll right in the middle of the movie, hmm. you know, like oh, and you know he retired because he didn't win, and all this stuff didn't happen, and it's like, um, it, I was always very aware that I was watching a movie, mm. and he edits things in a. I assume it's him editing in a way that always kind of goes backwards and forwards in time. Um, and it's understandable and everything, but uh, he's doing it to show the effects of different causes, which is a, a weird way. Like, it's not a, a narrative story in any way, shape, or form. Mm. Um, all of the people acting in it are incredible. Like, Who else is in it? Uh, so oh, Sam Rockwell, Sam right? Rockwell plays Bush. Wow. Uh, it's To do an impersonation of Bush is to do Bush, I think. Like, to do an mm-hmm. over-the-top rendition. Yeah. And uh, he did great. Obviously, Christian Bale did great. Um, I, I c- consistently worried about his health with the weight oh and all that God. kind of stuff. Like it is crazy. Um, Amy Adams was his wife. Oh, she did great. And uh, of course, Michael Scott. Uh, that man can Steve act. Carell? Yes, <laughs> his Christian name. I was like, <laughs> is it Steve Carell as Michael Scott? <laughs> as Don Rumsfeld, I think. Oh, Rum- oh is that oh. who he plays? Yes. Oh, and, he's evil. Oh. Yeah, no, it's it's he's just more of a pig. I like um, but uh, it's good. It's good because I, I I kind of didn't know, like I I literally just was like I don't want to think about it. I just don't want to <laughs> think about it because American politics is really stressing me out. I know I'm the only one, um, <laughs> so I didn't know like what the point of view of the film was, and then I heard that Christian Bale thanked Satan in his speech, <laughs> and I was like, oh okay, we're good. <laughs> we're uh, fine. It's you really get into the mind of Cheney. Like you really understand. Does it deal with him shooting his friend? Very quickly. Okay, great. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I feel like they should just open it. It's, it's you learn nothing more. And okay. and when I read a, a review when the movie came out, and the guy who actually got shot was like, "Well, I want to see what they put in this movie yeah. because." <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, it was really good. And uh, should we? Uh, yeah, we have to. We have to go to what you're watching. Yeah, let's, let's get ready. What have you guys been watching? Sean and I need to throw down. Throw well, down. <laughs> we will throw each other in the bathwater. <laughs> <laughs> we both went to Mary Poppins Returns. As did I. All three. <laughs> this isn't about you, Jeremy. I know. <laughs> I'm going to weigh you're in. A bit of a Georgie in this situation. <laughs> That's a Georgie. That's fair. The third He's child. The third kid, oh, exactly. I can't even. Even I got that. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I want to hear what you two thought before I go into it. Okay. So. I Oh, no. Let me go first. You- I thought that it was more Mary Poppins and a review. Yeah, that's pretty fair. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not fair, but you're right. Yeah, no. Yeah. Okay. Um, Mary Poppins does return. She looks. <laughs> she looks. She returneth. She returneth. She looks youthful and um, fresh as a daisy. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael, Michael Banks, who is now an adult, says. Mary Poppins, you look great. And he is like, oh, all that magic stuff didn't happen when we were kids, right? And then he just like, so it's revealed that he thought that she was just a normal nanny. <laughs> and then, but is also confused, like doesn't know that she has, or is not sure why she hasn't aged that well. Michael Banks is insane in this movie. Also, he's very befuddled. He's mm-hmm. completely befuddled. He is so British. Oh, he's, he's wearing. So he doesn't even know what to do. With he's himself. swimming in his Paddington. pants. They're the oh. largest <laughs> pants in the world. You could fit Dumbo in those things. Oh, and that is I not. I can't euphemism. talk about Dumbo. The, ent- <laughs> the entire family could have hopped in those pants. Um, and so Mary Poppins also 
Emily Blunt just looks and sounds amazing. Oh my God, she did amazing. She's just so yeah. good. Um, I want fabric ties for the, the wardrobe. The like, wardrobe was. I want. Amazing. I honestly want them to get an Oscar nom for costume design. Sonia, Con- did you like this movie? I cannot tell you how, how much I felt for this movie. Oh really? Okay. I liked it so all of it so much. This is just what mm-hmm. I want to say: is mm-hmm. that it was all amazing. The music was terrible. It was not terrible. It was terrible. It was. It was. It was mostly not amazing, with the exception of "Nowhere to Go But Up" and the Lamplighter song. Trip the Light Fantastic, which... Trip the Light Fantastic was nuts. And also... It gave me everything. (laughs) But also, I'm going to push you, Sean. It was not terrible. It was very meticulously written. And I think brilliantly so. Really? The the, the song? The the music. I felt so bad for Ben Wishaw having to put... Having to try and make these words mean anything. He was also halfway through his first song before I realized he was singing. Well, I hey, that was, first song, I will give you, not the best. The song about his dead like wife. He was just like really setting the scene, just like. I was worried. My wife is dead. <laughs> but then. I'm alone with my kids. Can you imagine? That? Okay, so as soon as we get to Mary Poppins gives the children a bath and they go to a magical underland, one, underland wonderland. Underland wonderland. <laughs> Undersea wonderland. I will say, we just if I'm, I may interject. You may. There is one shot where the kids go underwater. And I don't know what happened with that render, but shame on you, special effects team, because it was the worst. Jeremy. I saw whole pixels. I saw them. I synced it. He synced it. I, I actually turned to Ellen and said, this looks terrible. What's going on? And it was the only one bubbles. that would happen. It was probably the bubbles. No, no. Bubbles. Something, something okay. went horribly wrong. I'm running out of time to tell you about this incredible film that changed my world. Oh, 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 okay, okay. It didn't, but I cried like seven times. <laughs> I am a child. I was. I am a child. I'm I was a child, child who really loved Mary Poppins. I think it has to do with having a lot of big feelings, and there's a lot of big feelings moments. But basically, this is a remake of Mary Poppins, but they did it perfectly. It was practically perfect in every way. Exactly. For real. Oh, okay. And I think they thematically, they they interwove some of the original songs in, in these like really clever ways. One of the Sherman brothers, who is 90, um, was a music consultant on the film, and I very firmly feel that if he had wanted to change things, he would have. Hmm. I just think, like, I just, it's hard. Like, but have you, when, when was the last time you re-listened to those Mary Poppins songs? Mm, not for a while. They are catchier, They're and so I catchy. will give you that. Yes. But it's accurate. Like, the, the orchestration of them, the, the, like, I just can't quite express. Also, um, Meryl Streep was amazing. Also, yeah, no one told Meryl oh, Streep was popping in. I thought I she was a, as a cousin low, Topsy. A low for me. That's in rude. That. <laughs> That's rude. Up is down. Cut his dog. I was not <laughs> into that at all. She had a necklace Wallace made of crayons. Um, I think she, you should be here for Halloween. I oh, almost, I would love. I missed like, half that scene just imagining you as Topsy. <laughs> it's basically Johnny Depp doing Willy Wonka. Yes, it looks so, <laughs> but so much better with. Um, oh. Were you annoyed that um, Mary Poppins gaslit those children to forever? <laughs> like, Mary Poppins had a great time under the water, and she's like, what are you talking about? That'd be crazy. No, that's just classic Mary Poppins. I felt that kid was like, but it happened, Mary. It, it did. And she's like, it's no, part it of the did whole thing. George. You were breaking me down. The, <laughs> honestly, the Dick Van Dyke cameo, I could not That was, not prob- that was probably the best part. 
And then the Angela Lansbury Can. cameo, and I started weeping again. Okay, why Angela and not Julie Andrews? <laughs> how do you, um, how I do think you that would have been weird. Yeah, how do you do that? I think it well, is there been. more than what one Mary Poppins? Ever? Like, do they are there multiple? Well, but the Angela Lansbury's replacement is there. I know, but it's Ellen. It's still Ellen. Okay, fair enough. Um. Anyway, Lin Manuel also was amazing, and I loved him. Like, I just, I get that some of this is emotional, so I can't be objective about this film, but I loved it so heckin' much. <laughs> um, somebody, Claire, I think friend of the show, Claire, said that one of her, somebody's somebody's mom said that their critique was that Mary Poppins was way too sexy. <laughs> She's always been sexy. Which I was surprised because Julie she Andrews was covered from like neck to ankle it's that, to wrist. It's, there's the, it's the simmering, like... A little bit of disdain. She's <laughs> uptight, but she's like fun. Also, okay, the song that they sing when they're in the animated world yeah. is the filthiest song I think I've ever heard. And they do this whole like vaudeville number. Like basically, it's like, it's vaudeville that now. That part was great. And when she pops on that little oh. Catherine Zeta Jones wig in Chicago, and she's like, Loop. I you thought I had, had died. Very, very different feelings. Honestly, I my face hurt. By the end of the movie, because I was smiling. Oh, so I much. just, I, I was just like, okay. Maybe it's just no. a Mary Poppins kid thing. Anyway, it was, yeah, it certainly wasn't bad. That's my impassioned review of Mary Poppins Returns. <laughs> I also um, imbibed cannabis and went and saw 2001: A Space Odyssey <laughs> at the IMAX with friend of the show Nathaniel, and our worlds were forever changed. Mm. It was so kinda, loud. I did kind of want to go to that, but oh, did you, Sean? Huh? Did you want to go? <laughs> I don't know what's happening in this movie right we now. We were supposed to go in this time. I was like, I don't want happening. to. <laughs> oh, my God. We, were we actually supposed to? We can settle this off there. <laughs> I will, in my last minute of the show, take over for what you're watching. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah. Maybe, and I am not joking, the mo the best movie since Mad Max Fury Road. It and I mean that. And if you're doubting me, go watch it, because wife of the show... Cried and laughed the entire time. It Aww. won Best Animated, it but do you was, think it should have been nominated for Best Picture? It or? certainly should be up there. It was fantastic. Oh, and I'm they excited. did so much stuff with it. It's so good. Everyone would love this movie. It is not only the best Spider-Man movie, probably the best Marvel movie, but in the past two years, one of the best movies. Wow. For sure. Wow. 100%. Huge praise. That's huge praise. Anyway, that's all the time we have, you guys. We're out of time. I'd like to give a shout-out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna. My co-host, Sean and Sonia. Everyone here at CJ CJTR and our listeners. This show is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m. We broadcast Friday mornings at 9, and it's available as a podcast on CJTR's website. We're on Twitter at SpoilerAlertMikeUR and Instagram SpoilerAlertCJTR. My Electric is coming up next. Bye.